Hello, Warwick. Hello, Nicole. G'day, listeners. Welcome to Comedy Central, Tradies in Business. Oh, you just raise the bar so high every time you make some sort of statement like that. And I, I come into here feeling like I'm not good enough already because I've got to Google the joke no, no, two minutes. I've just gone and validated in. you even more. Yes, you do a good job of that. No, you don't. All right. What did the fisherman say to the magician? No. Pick a cod, any cod. Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. (laughs) Was he from New York? (laughs) He could have been. (laughs) Good God. Oh, dear idea. Now I'm trying to think of a segue. Maybe fisherman. I was thinking cold water. water. Swim in the water. Yep. Cod, cold water fish. Mm. Uh, all right. Listeners, we are chatting to somebody on the podcast today who is currently, for those of you that aren't watching YouTube, which is probably 99.9% of you, uh, shaking his head and um, trying to keep it together and wondering what the heck he has got himself in for this morning, I suspect. Although I don't know I if I'm this. allowed to ask yet or say anything. <laughs> I'm like, that was, I Look, we're just going to joke. Just going to out you, um, James Trander, who I refer to as Jimmy. Uh, welcome to the podcast, mate. Thank you. Don't thank us yet. Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> now I've had the pleasure of of hanging out with Jimmy before, Coxie, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't have many clothes on. It was really cold. And there was a bunch of half-naked men all mingling around together when I last hung out with Jimmy. So you missed uh, out, Nick. Be, yeah, it's going to be an interesting chat today. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of fripples, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Jimmy, I don't do bios, and Coxie graciously follows my lead. So you get to do your own, mate. Tell our listeners a bit about who you are. They they love to know about the people. So. Thank you. Who are you, Jimmy? Of course, the hardest question for someone who's generally quite introverted. Who are you and what do you do? Mm. Um, The reason... Make this more painful if you like and just hit you with a bunch (laughs) of really uncomfortable questions. I'll just send you links and jokes. Um, (laughs) No, the reason why uh, you guys were naked when we were doing... When you met me is because we were doing ice baths. And so... If, if people, if the viewers know about this, this word Wim Hof, it's a, it's a name um, of a guy who's, who's been quite uh, popular and vocal about the, the benefits of cold exposure and, and breath work over the last decades. And um, I got really into that at some point in my development. And um, so through the process of, I guess I'd done all the, the, the therapy stuff and the mummy daddy work and all that. And then you know, I knew myself quite well, having done a bit of self-development through my twenties. And then I realized with this Wim Hof stuff, that's actually my body is the um, kind of like the vehicle, the gateway out of, out of my thoughts and got really obsessed with it. And then eventually as you do, when you get obsessed with things, like you tick the little box that says, would you like to be an instructor or find out more about how do you share <laughs> this work? So here I am. Um, and so, yeah, my main modality is doing the Wim Hof stuff, which is uh, in Sydney, mostly ice baths as a cold exposure and doing breath work with people. And um, 
you know, just in the last year or so expanded out into doing things like ecstatic dance and, and all kinds of stuff, just to like whatever it is that gets us out of our heads and into our bodies to just alleviate stress and um, to find power again, um, I think it's been a huge thing for me. So that's, yeah, that's, that's basically me. But in my, my normie life, I'm a graphic designer. I'm like a desk worker. I've been that for about 15 years and um, I live in Cronulla in Sydney and I just got into surfing and I don't know what else. This feels like a date. Tell me, tell me some things. What do I say? <laughs> I think it's compulsory to surf when you live on the beach in Sydney, isn't it? Isn't it part of the course? Well, look, you'd be surprised how many people live by the beach and don't surf. And I've been here for, I think I moved here just before the Pandy. So it was like 2020, early 2020. And I just got into surfing in the last year. And um, it's life-changing. Anyone out there who's like considered picking up a board and they live by the beach, it's just fantastic. I love it. We did a great um, podcast episode with Tom Carroll. Tell me I've got the name right. And (laughs) now I'm second-guessing myself as I'm saying. It was, uh, well, he's had quite the journey, but the way he speaks about surfing is really quite Mm. transformational just in and of itself. It's really interesting. So I can see how it would be an amazing journey for someone to have. Jimmy, you mentioned you started doing this self-work um, when you were in your 20s, which seems quite young to me of the community that that I guess I'm part of. Many of them don't start doing a lot of that important work until they're sort of hitting their mid-30s and above. So to start that in your 20s is, is absolutely, is um, quite interesting. Can you tell us how you even came to be starting on that journey? Yikes. Yeah, so... <clears throat> um... I'm quite a cerebral fella, I guess, and I've always been like trying to be better. So anyone who's like always trying to be better and isn't really happy with themselves is always going to be looking at like, how do I do stuff? You know, 30 day challenges. I'm going to join the gym. I heard that you're supposed to do this. You got to meditate. Endless fucking information and podcasts. Or am I allowed to swear? Actually, you you absolutely are. I don't want to. I don't want to demonetize you or something like. I don't no, know. Um, your, your listenership just thing. went up, mate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> shit fuck <laughs> um yeah so I was already interested in that uh, just like how do I do better um and then it was originally my dad he went and did this thing called the landmark forum like probably 20 years ago I don't know if you guys have heard that mm-hmm. um sure have. and then he had this conversation with my mom and they've, they've historically not enjoyed each other. And mum was like, oh, something's different about your dad. He wants to go to do this course. Like, I'll pay for it if you go do it. And we're like, why don't you go do it? It was one of those things. It's like, she'll pay for us to go do it. She won't go do it. Um, but me and my sister went and I thought it'd be something about, you know, once again, how to be better, how to add more things to your life. That's what I thought, you know, having an interesting life was. How do I be more attractive, make more money, do all these kind of things. And um, it was more about the inner work. Like, how do you how have you made yourself into who you are and then pulling that all apart. So you kind of become empty at the end of it. You can create whatever you want. And that kind of blew my mind. Um, And so that was the start of the very conceptual kind of like self-development, but I'm pretty slow. Like I was kind of around that framework for like five years and just doing little bits of it. Um, And always wanted to know how to do things like meditating and, and stuff like that. But I'd sit down for five minutes and it would just be a constant barrage of thoughts and irritation um and so it wasn't until I found this this Wim Hof method which was just kind of by chance I was originally listening to like once again uh trying to find out about cryptocurrency because I was like yeah I can get ahead (laughs) and uh that was my first foray to listen to podcasts because before I was like why would I want to listen to two people talk for three hours that's just sounds like the worst thing ever (laughs) 
Yes. And then when it was something really complex, like how does the blockchain work, actually having two people talk about it was fascinating. Yeah. And I think I finished listening to one of those podcasts and I just wanted something else. I was working in the back of my van trying to build a bed in there and like you guys, like I guess your audience is all tradies, but like I'm terrible, you know, it's just like starting out DIY. So there's a lot of time in there driving back and forward from Bunnings, just like sitting in there looking around going like, what do I do next? And so I put on a podcast and YouTube fed me in like the thumbnail, this like, it was like a guy going like this with a hoodie on and there was a glacier behind him and it just looked super masculine. It was like the Iceman's extreme feats of blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I want to listen to this because I think I need some man, like I'm sick of the nerd chat. Let's have something cool to like motivate me to be about talking about climbing mountains or whatever. And it was just completely not about that. It was... um Wim's like super charming kind of Dutch guy uh, extolling the virtues of like breath work and self-healing. And that's what allows him to do his feats. You know, he does his feats to prove that they're possible, not just to kind of like get some money and be famous. So um, yeah, that's when I first did the breath work and that's kind of opened me up like, Oh, it's all these things I know about myself are great. I've done therapy. I've done all these things. They, they make a difference, but it's actually using my body to come back to zero was just like what made it all kind of pop off and um, made life really interesting and like kind of learn how to ride the waves so much rather than over conceptualizing and thinking about stuff I'm able to make a mess now and be okay with that and come back to go okay that was tough let's regroup and go back out there again and if I feel stressed now um, I can process that in my body quite quickly it's just like I can I can have a day that's terrible and the next day it's gone because I know how to use this work so it was that framework of having the mental stuff in the 20s happening and sometimes that just makes you busier and you just beat yourself on the back with like your knowledge of self or whatever you know mm. i'm this way because of this and i have mm. these tendencies oh shit what should i do i gotta get my way out of this but this was like oh, i can use my body to get rid of all that and then start again and so that's been the beautiful process of specifically the wim hof to start but just like that whole bunch of embodiment practices and for a designer who sits at a desk all day, that's like felt quite radical to actually mm. get out of my head and do something to be, you know, to move your body and like do something hard is like really vulnerable. Um, mm. And then when you get used to that vulnerability, it becomes powerful. It's an interesting uh, perspective on, as you say, getting out of our heads through our body i mean we nick and i have obviously done well maybe not obviously but we've both done a shitload of self-work and uh, we've we've both been through programs and psychology and all sorts of stuff in various um, aspects of our lives uh, it's probably worked better for nick than it has for me i think but uh <laughs> <laughs> i i get up in my head a lot i've always been you put it earlier, Jimmy, very cerebral, I think. Um, so, you know, I'm a big thinker, deep thinker, overanalyze stuff. Uh, I've got a couple of tinfoil hats in the, in the bedroom that I keep in the cupboard. Um, and so most of the work I have done is about changing the way I think, um, changing the way my mind works, but that all involves using my mind and, and my brain. And so I found this fascinating, the whole getting out of my head through my body, because that seems really quite counter to what we've been taught through society, particularly Western society. And, you know, I've exercised f heavily for the last 15, 20 years. I've played sport. 
Um, I love being outdoors, and so I do lots of physical stuff, but I don't seem to have tapped into that escape as much since I started doing the breath work and the cold exposure. Um, and to me, it's just like, holy crap, this is like some magical little portal that I can just literally step out of everything just by spending three minutes in a tub of cold water. Like, mm. is it is it something that many people are aware of? I know I'm asking a bit of a loaded question, but, you know, how come everything is so much about thinking um, and not so much about using our bodies to achieve mindfulness? Well, I guess, <clears throat> I mean, that's, yeah, incredible what you said, the portal. It's like, it, it really is this portal back and forward between like, I'm in the world and I'm busy and everything's happening and I've got to deal with whatever it is that's happening out there. And then it's a portal back into like, oh, I can just get away from all this and be like in, um, for lack of a better word, in myself, even though when you're in that ice bath, it's like you're not actually there. Mm. Um, mm. And so we, we kind of think like, and a lot of people have this attitude towards the cold and the ice exposure. I think my way of teaching it is very much like, you're in there to, to release whatever it is that you've accumulated and then bring in new energy. Um, and, you know, people talk about things like manifesting and all this stuff. It's like, if you just say you love yourself every day in the mirror, you'll do it. Or if you sit and think about that Lamborghini long enough, you'll get it. But if you're adding all that crap onto like a shitty foundation in there, it's like you're just putting things into mud and they just sink in there. Mm. What I found this, this ice bath and this breath work to do is it just clears the deck. Um, it just gets you so deeply into your body and you can't avoid it. So there's this beautiful Eckhart Tolle quote. I don't know if you know Eckhart Tolle. He's like the little German mm-hmm. Yoda. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was something like, it was a bit in a, a passage in a book that said, align with the inevitable isness of the present moment. And there was something about him saying the inevitable isness. So when you're in the ice bath, it's like, it's inevitable. It's like it's forced upon you. Like you can't be thinking about, your email, what your boss said, all that kind of stuff, because your body's in survival mode and you start shivering and you get weird and you want to get out. Yeah. It's a surrender process. So a big part of it is teaching surrender um, in the face of all this sensation, like, and, and you could call it stress, right? So it's like, you're, you're training yourself to deal with like a whole bunch of stress coming on you, but because it's not thoughtful stress, like we we're talking about, it's not associated with like the mother-in-law staying for three months or like, <laughs> I owe this much money for this or whatever. You're just like, so then your brain goes, okay, I have to turn off because I can't think my way out of this. And then when you start scanning the body and feeling it and you're like, you know, my right arm used to tense up. It's like my clicking finger. And I only realized that because in the ice bath, I stopped thinking and was just like, okay, let's see what's going on in the body. And when I stress out, I do this. And I was able to release that. And I've noticed that with so many people that come through the ice, like, um, you know, I give prompts, but people find these on their own. There was a lady that was really tense in there and said, okay, relax your belly and just like allow yourself to breathe into it. And she said, oh, something popped, like a rib popped. And she'd had this, um, like a judo, she was like high up in judo or whatever. She was like really into it. And she'd had a cracked rib or something like 10 years ago and always had trouble with it. And she said when she released it, she felt like this release she'd never had before. And I think she realized that what she does is she holds herself in stress to brace for that rib. And then when she actually felt stress in her body and she released into it and let her belly be soft, that was the first time the rib just like popped into the right spot. And so we have these weird realizations in, in the ice because we're in this like quote unquote survival mode mm. where it takes everything for you to just relax into it and go like, I'm not going to push against this. I'm going to let this cold in. And then once you're in there, there's this beautiful isness. It's like the, the portal. 
you're just kind of there, like you open your eyes and like the sun's shining and you can see birds and you're not stressed anymore and you're not stressed about your body because it's adapted. So you're just sitting there, you're breathing normally and like, wow, I should be dead now. This should be like really <laughs> suck and I've let go. And then that's when you start to bring in good feelings. Like, well, how do I want to feel? You know, I feel powerful right now. I feel like amazing or capable or joy. And you can just, once you get out, you circulate that in your body automatically and you feel really like great for the rest of the day. Um, and so I can't remember what we're talking about, but it's something about getting out of your head and into your body. Yeah, it's like using your body to tap into that. It's, it seems right. counterintuitive because to change your thinking, we have to think differently. But doing this work is like using the body as <laughs> sometimes I get in and it feels like my body has become a sledgehammer just to squash my brain and tell it to shut the fuck up. Uh, yep. And, and, I kind of like that because for me, it's four minutes that that saves me, you know, another three hours of, of psychotherapy or something. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the ultimate exactly. hack. And, and I, I detest that in some ways, but it really does feel like a shortcut, especially for, you know, for our listeners, busy people, stressed people, they've got lots going on. They don't have time to go and do, you know, hour-long counseling sessions every week for the next 12 weeks to try and deal with all the, as you said earlier, the mummy-daddy stuff, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Um, this is almost it, like a bit of a, a shortcut. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's irritatingly simple and fast. Mm. And I think people don't really want to believe it, but it's like, it's people do things like climbing mountains without ropes to get that feeling. Or I, I've, because I've been surfing I've, I've felt a similar thing where mm. i was talking to a guy about it last week and he's like that feeling when i'm paddling for the wave and it's picked me up and i'm just about to drop in he's like there's nothing there can't be anything else there it's just me and the wave and through the process of doing that over an hour or so i come out mm. and i'm fresh again that's what this ice bath is it's like you're in survival but it's low stakes survival mm. <laughs> it's it's not something really intense you don't have to jump out of an airplane or go and do you know you don't have to go do drugs or, or even just drink to an excessive amount to feel like um there's aliveness like it's really intense aliveness and it can be quite short and afterwards it resets a lot of things and you know that maxim of like this too shall pass is there can be a lot of things going on but if you're processing it through your body and not thinking too much about it you can actually open up space to look at it from a different angle or just adjust what really matters like does it matter that that person said that thing to me earlier? Not really. Like, I don't, I feel too good to worry about that now. And it just creates space. Um, and it feels hacky. It does. Cause it's like, how can that be possible? You don't really want to believe it, but it's, um, it's yeah, it's, it's the same with the breath work, right? It's like, if you've got 12 minutes, you can do the Wim Hof YouTube online and it's just creates spaciousness and like aliveness again. And when you're in that zone, things don't, appear as stressful and it's not like oh i don't care about anything anymore it's almost the opposite you care about stuff more that matters and the other things will fall into place because you've essentially like upped your consciousness level out of like the shitty mud into like the clearer space and everything under it just falls in like you don't have to try to then i've got to sort this out i got 100 things on the you just go all these things under here are going to work because I'm up here and it's just going to happen. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about this work is like you figure things out about yourself without having to really dig deeply because it gets thrown up at you by the, the ice or the breath. It just, there it is, you know. Um, Jimmy, is it as simple as 
I'm just going and buying an ice bath, filling it up with water and ice and jumping in and I'm, I'm all good. It's going to fix me just like that. Or is there a process here that we need to go through? In some, I'm so such a like gray person where I go, yes, that's true. And also not true. So there's always <laughs> truth in every statement and not, I'm not, you know, you, you're not going to get me the person who's like, you've got to do it for this many minutes. It's got to be this. And you've got to do it this time. Like I know that information, but what I found about people is over time, everyone's different and they need to experiment. But yes, there is ways to start that are going to be like supportive of the journey. Um, so if you are thinking about ice bathing, I generally would recommend doing it with someone else because there's this thing that happens when you get in there that you can't see. It's like when you first try an exercise and you do it really kooky, but you have no idea you're doing it, but everyone else is like, yeah, you're not even bending your legs. It's not a squat. You're just moving your back up and down. It's the same with the ice because it is such an intense practice. You go into this weird, sometimes freak out mode and, and you're doing things that aren't conducive. So having someone there with you, who knows how to hold space for you and to work with you, the breath and know the right cues is like, I mean, having a coach for anything, but especially with the ice is really good because, um, and I'm not trying to sell myself either, but it's like, I can definitely see things about people or I go, try this on now, try that on now, do this. It's your breathing. Slow your breathing down, keep going with that. Cause your brain, uh, there's that like, um, what is it? Craving and aversion. It is like the old Buddhist thing. And it's like your aversion to the eyes will keep telling you, no, keep breathing more, no, get out. And it's like someone from the outside can look at you and go, you, you don't need to do that. You one breath ago, you were heading in the right direction. Let's go back there or, you know, unwind the shoulders, do things like that, which you can't see you're doing. Um, so that's number one. But in terms of like, how hard it is to set up an ice bath, it's, it's super simple. Like if you've seen the photos online, People just have these plastic tubs and the way that we do it in the morning is we just bail ocean water in there. We throw about nine bags of ice in there um, in winter and that's definitely enough to get it started. But for people at home, there is like, I would recommend just starting with cold showers is like, that's, that's the baby step. And then you can even get like a bowl. Um, and this is, this is like a little tip, you know, for people at home, it's, it's very easy to do and it's cheap because ice can be expensive, mm. um, you know, buying, that's why I do it in a group because I don't have an apartment where I can set up the um, chest freezer. Mm-hmm. So also community, right? Community is like number one thing. But um, if you've got a bowl, a salad bowl or something like that, you get half of a bag of five kilo ice. So like maybe even a third of that, put it in there and mm-hmm. double that amount of water. And you just put your hands in there for a couple of minutes. And like, it might suck. You might only get it done for like 10, 15 seconds and be like, this is really terrible. But if you do that maybe every day for a week and you're diligent about it, it'll stay in longer. And then at some point you'll be like, huh, this is kind of okay now. And you can do it with your feet as well. And that also will just address, uh, sorry, release adrenaline into the body. It gets the body adapted for the cold. Even just having the hands and the feet in there, you don't have to have the full ice bath to start with. Those things get the metabolism going they get everything kind of adapted in this weird way. Even just putting cold water on your face for like, just hold your water, your face under for like 10 seconds and come back up. Like those things can be really good starters to get you going. If you don't have a group near you or there's no um, instructor or there's nothing like that. It's like those little things help or getting in the ocean, you know, um, that's for the ice. And then the breath work is like, there's so much breath work stuff on YouTube. Now it's, it's insane, especially, I mean, the Wim Hof ones, the easy one. I think it's like 12 minutes or something like that. Um, but yeah, as always, I recommend doing it with someone who knows what they're doing because it'll just take you into a different space. I love that you've just hacked the hack for me. Thank you very much. I can do that. <laughs> what did you take away from it? What was your, what are you going to do? 
Uh, for me, I can most definitely do the, the hands and feet thing in the middle of winter. I can absolutely throw myself into that discomfort and give that a go. Actually, when you were talking about the process, to me, that was like giving birth. You you were describing completely giving birth to me and the going into oneself and only being conscious of what was going on in my own body. And I think when you've explained that, I'm like, okay, this is this is fine. I can do this. It's not going to hurt half as much as that hurt. I can absolutely do this. So I'm already there with you. But to be able to do that with my hands and feet right now and, and get that process started, I'm really pumped for that while I figure out how to move forward in that. And I also, I probably, where I wanted to come back to was the the holding space, the vulnerability, sitting in that with someone I think is really important because a lot of stuff, I've done a lot of breath work and I've seen through the breath work, particularly in groups, how much stuff can come up. Mm. I think it's really important, particularly at the beginning of your journey to have the right kind of people around you to hold that space, to sit in that vulnerability with you, to help make you comfortable through that process as you start to move through some of that stuff that we all have that we need to um, process. Jimmy, do you think that that's an acquired skill? Like I feel immediately comfortable with you. I'd come and sit and do something with you tomorrow. I, I feel... Um, I don't feel that way about a lot of other people. Do you think that that's just part of who you are or something that you had to learn as you went through your own journey in terms of then others finding the right people for them to take them through at least the starting point for this? And that's that's a very good point because it's like, how do you find people that you trust? And unfortunately, there is a little bit of like trial and error to begin with, especially in breath work, because it's such an exploded thing at the moment um you know during COVID everyone was learning about the breath to calm themselves down and to feel good so you're at home and you know people are experimenting and then as soon as people because also um higher up schools or instructors were like I can't teach people I can't make money I can't do this stuff so all of a sudden there was like a ton of online courses on how to facilitate breath work and then everyone's a breath worker all of a sudden which is fine that's what it is um but then it's hard for people to kind of pick where they want to go. And yeah, it's as far as finding someone, um, it, it is a little bit of experimenting, like finding local breath workers or just kind of poking around on Instagram and just listening to videos or um, just seeing. And I think that's really interesting that you kind of said that you feel comfortable around me because I found more so than giving people information, like if, I know the information, but it's like, it's, it's holding space for them that has been the really special thing for me because I've needed to do that for myself or had other people do that for me in special moments where I've gone like, oh, this is what it is. Like I should be coming out of my own experience rather than someone coming up and touching me and giving me too much like do this and do that. It's like you've got to actually allow people to to go through it. And then when they are in potentially an upset because that can happen sometimes. Yep just to be able to calmly be with them, especially in the ice, but also with breath work because breath work is cumulative. You might be doing breath work in a live session for 25 minutes and then you kind of pop and you have this moment where you're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Like all these emotions are coming and just have someone be there without trying to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I learned that through, through my experience with some of the really high up instructors in Wim Hof. They're very, the old school ones are very much like hands off and, like you can do this and, and this is how you do it, but they're not saying like do X, Y, Z steps and then do this. And there's this technique. They're very much just like, they're just there with you and you go through your own process and you come out and you, you metabolize what you need and you know what your next steps are because just through a process of doing something for a while. Um, 
but yeah, it's very hard. I think, I guess, to find the right people, but then also once you've done it a couple of times, you start trusting yourself and then eventually you do kind of find it. That was a very vague answer to that question. I'm sorry, but yeah, it's, I got it. And it, it's perfect. I've had some crazy experiences, not, not so much with breath work, but with ice, like to go off on a tangent, like um, having to know that it was me that could do it all. So I went and did an expedition with Wim in Spain, which was just like incredible. If anyone has the money, the time and are on trigger finger on the mouse to get there in time to book a spot, <laughs> highly recommend these. But um, by the final day, we we're doing this hour long ice bath. We were standing in there up to our thighs. So it wasn't fully submerged. It was just legs. And the half an hour was really hard. And then after half an hour, I was like, okay, you can, you can leave now. You can go away. And I was like, no, I think I've got this. We made it to the full hour. It's really beautiful because everyone starts humming and we're singing. It's like you get the power of groups and like not uh, forced, like you guys stay in, you got to do this. It's just like everyone's just creating this force field that keeps everyone in, in the right zone. But then when I got out, as soon as my feet touched the ground, I got this signal to my brain that was like, I'll never walk again. Because it was like, it was basically I was walking with ice cubes. I couldn't feel my legs. I couldn't feel the ground. It was like there was nothing there. And I could see my legs moving. And immediately I'd only been out of the bath for about a second and I was just like, oh my God. And one of the instructors came over and led me over onto the grass and I just started sobbing uncontrollably straight away, just like embarrassingly like torrential. Like um, I thought, I was like, why did I trust these people? Why did I think I could do this? I'll never walk again. It was like really intense. And I'm sitting there in the grass and like, it's funny you mentioned birthing because I was in the birthing position. And I fully know the body just defaults when you're in extreme pain and upset into that birthing position. And Wim walks up to me and he looks me in the eyes and he keeps walking. I was like, no, <laughs> Wim's not going to save me. Like, what am I going to do? And I was just <laughs> like, dude, you've got to do this for yourself for once. Like you've got to actually, you have it in you. You always want someone else to like, you're externalizing, like telling your mates about your breakups or doing this or whatever. It's like, just be able to be with your thing that you're suffering through and, and get through it on your own. So eventually when it all wore off and all the adrenaline was like circling and all the tears and stuff, I was quite embarrassed because I kind of did it in front of everyone. <laughs> and, um, but my brain, like what we were talking about with the conceptualization is like, I had this huge physical experience. And then afterwards I was like, well, that was more painful than my divorce. That was more painful than being bullied as a kid. That was more painful than all these things. Like, I think I just shook something out of me, like this level that I'd put on top of me that said, you're only allowed to feel this much. And I surpassed that with the ice. Like I couldn't help it. It just happened to me. Yeah. And then I was like, I can have my heart broken a million times. I can take on way more things. Like I'm just playing it so small in life. Like it lifted the lid on that. And I think a lot of that is the same with breath work. You know, you start to reach levels where your nervous system, you've said, I only deal with this much upset before I get really angry and hot. And then, you know, whatever happens to me, I don't want, Arr. and then you surpass that with the breath work without trying. And then you go, Oh, I'm, I'm up to this new level. Now I let some tears out. And it's like, okay, let's go. Like I'm, I'm, I'm up here. I, I this is how far away everything can be for me. It doesn't all have to be like this. Yeah. Um, it was a really powerful experience, but having those people hold space for me, but also even whim, which is just the weirdest thing, just going, yep, no. Nah, and keeping on walking. I was like, that was the biggest lesson for me ever. <laughs> you know it's like you don't always have to baby everyone sometimes they've got to have their thing and they've got to let it come up and go and that's more important to them than you trying to get them out of the thing necessarily depending on what it is of course if they're asking for help you do but if they're just in it you got to kind of just be there with them and or move on just walk past i don't know um yeah make eye contact and keep walking just yeah, let just, them suffer yeah 
I thought it was going to be my moment with Wim, you know, he's going to come and you know, be my dad or something. <laughs> Speaking of mummy daddy issues. That's right. Jimmy, uh, do, you, do you find that um, women and men have a different experience through mm, the, the breath and the ice? Like, is, is there a different, um, different approaches to it? Is that um, mm. insightful into how each of us, you know, how Coxie and I both deal with stress differently based on our gender or is it just universal across the board? This is getting into real like, <clears throat> um, you know, we have different bodies, right? But everyone has like these poles within them of like how you might call it more feminine or more masculine, the way that we deal with things. Sometimes we just keep ourselves in and we just deal with it. And then other times mm. we'll like cry and like be a bit more um, spontaneous. And so that can happen within each person. Um, but I found mostly like to generalize, of course, men are a little bit more like stoic about it. And you almost want to grab them and go like, just breathe a little bit, bring your, like allow your to open up. You know, the world's not going to get you if you open up. And then with women, it's a little bit more like they want the support, like come to me and please hold my hand. And, but then conversely, like the men will also be quite stoic and they'll get through where sometimes the women can be a little bit more like, um, it can be a little bit more like stirred up. But then also I've seen women just get in, like I've never seen a man really do this, but I've seen women get in and just be in there straight away. They just, it's like you mentioned Nick with the, the childbirth. It's like they have this knowing already of pain. You know, women have pain in their bodies, like just from um from teenage years onwards, really, as a cycle. And so they have a different understanding. But it's like I've seen both from both mm. sexes, really. Mm. Um, and of course, there's things with women in like their their cycles, and you know, there's um menopause and things like that. So men are a little bit more stable through they can just do the same level that they do but in my this is the generalize in my ice bath group it's actually mostly women which i think now coming back i'm realizing some things it might be the space holding thing yeah. um that they yeah. like about me but like they were doing like 12 minutes this morning like oh. you know the older ladies just like insane um and me and the other guy there's only two of us guys there we both did like five minutes like yeah that's enough like we just yep. get the top up whereas they're really just like they're in there chatting and you know they're really like having the full experience so um yeah it can be like really really crazily different and also very similar but yeah, yeah. yeah men tend to like try and oh, i'm gonna force my way through it it's like no you need to open up and women want you to come and help but they need to find their own space yeah. is what i found like just to know that, that they can do it without chatting and getting their friends around and you know and yeah. i and i asked that question for a reason uh for our listeners benefit and i think about the the clients that Nick and I work with through the Tradypreneur program is we work with a fairly even mix of men and women, many couples, um, some individuals, and guys' response to stress and pressure and uh, you know business and life and busyness and all that sort of stuff is obviously very different to many women and it's not you know it's not universal but there is this difference between how they both approach stress and also how they both um, choose to process it and deal with it or not mm. and I think that's one of the big things that I certainly see with with a lot of guys is almost a reluctance to even acknowledge that they are having those feelings of stress or overwhelm. Whereas, whereas women are, and I think as you rightly put, you know, they, 
women have pain in their body from from teenage years for the rest of their lives really and mm. so they're they're actually much more at peace with accepting and acknowledging that they're having this um, suboptimal experience or an undesirable experience as most people see that side of themselves and, and i think for a lot of guys they just don't even know how to say i feel like shit mm. um yep. it accept that there's a, very a intellectual thing yep so there's like a roller coaster and so uh, women are more in touch with the seasons and the cycles and stuff like that men don't have that because we're just so the arrow so to speak so like to actually men have to more realize that there is cycles and that things pass Mm. And that you can feel a certain way and that's not erratic. That's just a, an emotion that you're feeling. And it doesn't mean it's going to last forever because men also stay stuck in things and they're like, this is just me. I'm a stress person or at the moment this is going on. And if I get all my shit together, it'll be better. It's like, no, it just means you've got to do more. Whereas like you and actually allowing the openness to like let go of things rather than using it as fuel to like keep going. It's like, mm. oh, actually, if I let myself open up a little bit and I do a practice like Wim Hof where I get to actually process and release, then I can come back more powerful and I've probably dropped a lot of the unnecessary threads that are going. Um, and, and I think that's super important. And that's, of course, for women in trade as well, because it's like it's, it's a very like got to do the thing. It's got to be precise. It's got to be on time. And to actually relax back into that kind of femininity a bit or just to like flush it out for, for both. It's just... Um, yeah, it's, it's really awesome. That's really what it is for me. It's not about, there's inflammation, there's all the health benefits, there's all those things, but I think they come from the top down. You know, it's like we're using, once the mind is right and you have gaps and it's not like you have to be, uh, uh, I was going to say Gandhi, that's a really bad example, but you don't have to be walking around being like, you know, the guru and very peaceful and namaste everyone and all this stuff. You can go straight back into your hectic life and kick goals and be super busy but if you have practices that you can wedge in there that are like, like Wim Hof is a bit of a nuke button where you can actually just and then come back again. It's like, it's super, super good to flush, to have those like a big flush valve that you can come back. And that's what makes it addictive if you start getting really rigorous with it um, mm. because your life just starts to get a little bit more fluid and mm. um, not so like rigid and not in a bad way where you're like, oh, now my business is... I did Wim Hof once and now I'm emotional and my business is in the toilet. It's like, it doesn't work like that. It's a practice. Yeah. It's, it exactly doesn't happen like that. If anything, you get more powerful. You get more like, I know what I need and what I want. And the rest of it's just noise coming from the outside. Jimmy, can you take us right back to describing a typical first time? And I understand that it's very different for everybody, but mm-hmm. there must be some... I guess processes that the body goes through or that we all tend to go through just so those people listening at home that might still be a little bit scared, have a better understanding of what that might look like. Sure. And I guess we're talking about the ice cause that's kind of yeah. like the thing, right? Yeah. So um, what happens to the body is like the first thing when you get in is there's an activation, right? It's like your body's on. So you're not going into a peaceful state. You're, you're going into survival state. Cause it's like, it's really cold. So everybody goes, okay, what are we going to do? we got to release a little bit of adrenaline. You know, we want everything to be, to be going and to be full systems ahead. And when you get into the ice, it does tend to take your breath away because of that. So you sit in there and you're like, oh, this is what's going on, you know? And, and so that's the body's first kind of reaction is to like maybe freak out and to want to get more. So to, to cycle more oxygen, but actually what you want to do in there is to control the breathing. So that big cyclic Wim Hof breathing that happens in the breath work, it's actually the opposite in the ice. You want to get in and extend your exhales so that you're telling your body like we're relaxing 
until it gets to the point where it's adapted. And so that can take a little bit of time with people. But the main thing I tell people when they get in is like, I like a little breath in through the nose. So you're not <gasps> gasping it in. It's just like, and then <sighs> gentle out of straw. And so what people can then, they're, they're getting go. You <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> said to do this. And it's like, no, you want to actually do this. And it might feel like it's, it's not working, but each little step, each breath, which feels like an eternity in there, gets you, gets you, gets you to the point. And then when I can see people's breathing are okay and they're breathing just like they normally are, then I say, okay, let's go back into the body because it's very much like this. Mm-hmm. And I say, let's unwind it and open it up, which feels counterintuitive because you're letting more cold in, you're letting go of more control. Mm-hmm. But that's how you get to that zen. You want to keep getting to that place where you're just scanning the body, relaxing the muscles. And if ever you get in your head, go back to the body, see what's going on. Oh, shit, I tighten up my leg. I can open up my posture. I can relax a bit more. And what happens is like your cardiovascular system will close up because it's trying to keep all the warm blood in the core and create metabolism in here to keep you going. Mm-hmm. So like your fingers get quite um, intense in the feet because they're like the little digits that pick up the cold the quickest. So the, the, the vessels in here close down, it can become painful. So that a lot of people get stuck on their hands. It's either you can take your hands out, you know, and do a little prayer to create a heat thing. Mm-hmm. We can put them under here or behind the knees, you know, if it's really intense. I don't make people put their hands in. That can be a process they do over several ice baths if it's really intense. And the same with the feet. You can't do much with the feet, but it's just like once you've done that, keep scanning the body. You don't get stuck on the painful bits. Just move around. And that can take a couple of ice baths to figure out. But generally for first time is it's always like getting them in up to the shoulders mm-hmm. because you don't want to cut your body in half. And it's like half of you is warm, half of you is cold. It just it doesn't help. It makes it worse. Yep. Sit back and all the way in here, working on the breathing, calming the breathing down until I can see or that person's felt themselves that their breathing is starting to get regulated and then it's relaxing the muscles, like working through. And there's a psychological aspect to that, which is like surrendering tightness and letting the cold in because you got to let in the stress or let in the thing that you don't want. Yep. And then once you do that, that's when the power comes afterwards where you get out and you're like, oh, I'm just like, I'm fully relaxed and I'm killing it in here. I'm in my Zen. Um, you know, and that's a two minute, three minute process for the first time that someone will get in. And usually it'll be like, I can see if someone's struggling almost, you want to keep them in there a little bit longer. So they do get to the point where they are actually like accepting, like, I get it. Um, and then each ice bath after that, they kind of pick a little bit of a longer time okay. or less. And some people stay at like two or three minutes for a year. You know, it can be, some people just go straight up to seven, 12 minutes. Everyone's different how they treat it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of most people's first time. Yeah. mostly working on the breathing and letting them know that it's okay you know it's you're okay you're okay you're safe it's okay. <laughs> you're not gonna die <laughs> you're not gonna die because it can feel like that you're like oh it's that full activation you know that stress yeah. is coming in um and then each time after that more things open up psychologically and then you start working with the spiritual aspect of it fascinating is there a process then when you're getting out because like you've just described and we're talking two very different extremes an hour standing in freezing water compared to three minutes. <laughs> I, I imagine still, it. no, <laughs> you've not sold it to me, that's for sure. Um, I still think the body would react quite differently as you get out with numbness in your feet particularly. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a way, uh, my guess is getting into something warm is probably the worst thing you could do because of the, the two extremes, the temperature exactly. and the reaction that would create in your body. But is there a process? That was so well asked. It would almost like seem like you you know the answer. I've read it off my book. <laughs> so, <laughs> classic. No, yeah, of course, because the body goes in this whole process of adapting in one certain direction, 
what you don't want to do is get out and suddenly like a, like kind of blast it with hot air and you know you don't want to go get straight in the car and put on the hot conditioning or go get in a warm shower because all that whole cardiovascular system has adapted to you being super cold and so if you start blasting yourself with warmth or you chuck your clothes on basically you're reverse insulating yourself like you're telling your body that oh we can let this cold blood back in and that's when you start getting after drop which is when the cold um, starts to get in the core and you start shivering and getting mm-hmm. a little bit like forgetting you know it's the onset of hypothermia so what you actually want to do is warm up naturally mm-hmm. so you'll see people in the freezing cold weather you know they just got out of the ice bath they got a red mark on their skin up to here and <laughs> and they're just doing these movements you know in the sun because they're like really happy and and it's just keeps you um active so you know, first time I'd recommend doing at least 10 minutes of kind of warm up afterwards before you even consider even putting a shirt on. And Wim has this thing called the horse stance. So it's just basically getting your, your thighs wide and going into a low stance. Like you're doing like a, not a squat, but like if you were to do, I don't know how to explain this without getting up on my couch and doing it, but like your legs look like that. So there's a lot of tension in the thighs and then just moving the upper body like this. And it just keeps everything gentle and moving. So if you were to get out and go for a run, once again, you'd stimulate the body too much and you'd get cold and like you'd start getting a little bit wigged out. So you just want something really um, kind of still, but just gentle movement. That's why that horse stance is really beautiful. And people can generally, like after a while or so, you just go, okay, I think it's time to like maybe take the swimmers off and put on a shirt now. And then, okay, I feel fine. And I put on a jacket. Um, If you put that jacket straight on, it's like you can really reverse insulate yourself and you start getting cold. People are there with their huge jackets on going, I'm freezing, Jimmy, what's going on? It's like, take all this shit off. You put it on too fast. You got to actually, and and your metabolism does lots of work. You don't want to speed that up. You just want to kind of enjoy it. And when you get out of the ice bath, it's very, um, it's not likely that you're going to feel colder outside than you were in the ice. So it could be like blowing a gale and like 10 degrees and you'll be out there like, I'm I'm warmer out here than I was in there. And then eventually you'll start to feel it. But for most people, it's about 15 minutes. I recommend after a three minute ice bath, start testing clothes and, and doing things like that. Unless of course, maybe you're in the snow or something and you might need to actually rug up a bit, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely a process to re rewarming so that everything can kind of dilate again slowly. You don't want to trick it. Um, yeah. That metabolism too. You want that burning. You want the body to work. That's, kind of how it gets the the thing going you don't want to um yeah artificially mm. kind of circumnavigate that it sounds to me like there are quite a few mistakes could, that could be made if you don't start this process with somebody who can take you through it yeah obviously it's- i gain nothing by saying that and i legitimately mean it i think there's a tendency when you see so much of this on social media and i'm probably thinking about my children i've got lots of 20 something year old children who Lots. They want to jump on the the cool thing that everybody's observing and doing, much like you described uh-huh. earlier, Jimmy. Sorry, I thought you meant you have lots of twenty year old children. I do well. I've got five of them from and nineteen 20. to twenty seven. Nineteen to twenty seven. You got a few twins or like? No, just wow. year after year after year. Hats off! That's incredible. Oh, thank you. Um, and you know, I'm watching them and observing them, loving this idea of jumping into an ice bath, and I'm thinking, okay, well, as a parent. And with the benefit of some age, I understand there's got to be processes to this to make it successful. And there's got to be processes to ensure that we don't trigger unwanted um, results in our body, I guess, through, you know, doing exactly what you're saying, going and warm myself straight up. And then I'm in this really weird space the rest of the day. So I think it's important that we point out that 
at least in the beginning, there is a great deal of benefit to having somebody help take you through that process, 100%. get you the results that you're looking for. And I sometimes skip that because it's my natural mode. So I, I, you know, skip the things that I think are obvious that everyone's like, oh, that's, I didn't know I should be doing that. Mm. But definitely doing it with someone else, you know, and only doing two to three minutes like max to start with um, because you don't want to overdo it and you just start to generally like bite off a little bit more because what can happen is you can go, oh no, I'm sweet in here because your body's fully adapted. And then it might be 15 minutes and you get out and you're like, I'm not fucking sweet. Why did I think I should, <laughs> what, you know, I've gone too far. And then you get the capital T trauma, which is like, I don't want to ever want to get in the cold anymore. And like, you know, now I've got this aversion to it because I really like for two hours afterwards, I forgot what my name was and where my wallet was. And like, I didn't know what was going on because that can happen. It affects the brain a bit, you know, like that mild hypothermia. So um, it's actually like really hard to get into that state if you do just do very gentle cold exposure in terms of like, short amount of time then a lot of time afterwards for warming yourself up and not rushing to go do anything straight away like don't do it oh, i've got 20 minutes i'm gonna have an ice bath and do 10 minutes and then have 10 minutes but then like you're still freezing cold and you got your jacket on and you're trying to get onto a zoom or do whatever and you're not really actually looking after your body properly there needs to be time afterwards to warm up and that's not really ever talked about it's always the thing like how do i get through the ice bath but it's almost as important to understand that you mm-hmm. need time afterwards um and that's all part of it. That's all still the experience of the ice bath is that that time after where the body's still a little bit shivery and, you know, you might be sitting at your desk doing your work later and you got a little bit, oh, my, my feet are still cold and just becoming present again that, okay, like let's take a second with that and um, I have to be in my body a bit more. I love it. You might me. I'm kind of feeling really enthusiastic about going and doing my hands and feet in cold water at lunchtime now. I'll send Actually, you a Try your feet first, I reckon. Um, I find with most people, feet easier because they're at the bottom of your body and you can just sit there and be distracted with something else. And then, you know, set a timer for five minutes and just see what happens. Mm. And then, because the hands can be, that's that gets people, you oh, know? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, try the feet first. pretty intense. Um, and I still put them in, but you were mentioning before, Jimmy, it's that that opportunity, I guess, to defocus from that and, and uh, you know, just allow that to be and... And then notice some other areas of my body, which has become a bit of a, a, a part of my, and I'm early stages with it, but you know, part of that mastery, I love mastering new things or, or revisiting old things and, and seeking that sort of pursuit of kind of what you're saying before, how, how can I do this better or how can I be better? Um, and so I find those quite exciting opportunities, which pulls me back into the practice because then it's like, oh, I want to do that again and see yeah. if I can notice this or improve that or relax my shoulders a little more. So that kind of becomes my motivation to do things more and more and more um, and not to beat oneself up and go, ah, oh, I didn't do this or damn it. You know, I, my hands were hurting and I got stuck on that last time. It's It's kind of just choosing how to look at those things as either a failure or an opportunity for excitement to go and do it again. And I think that carries over into our listeners' businesses and their, their daily practice. You know, so often we, we just, Nick and I work with people who feel like they failed at stuff or that they're a failure and they get trot, beaten up and downtrodden about not getting it right and they missed an opportunity but the opportunity they missed was the one to be excited about. Well, you know what? I screwed that up so... I'm frigging stoked to go and have another crack at that and get another job and see if I can price that better. 
Yeah, you know, I, I feel like that's one of the been one of the big things for me out of um, doing both the breath work and the ice. And I'm excited to go shopping on Marketplace for Coxie for a freezer because <laughs> I know she's got room in her house for a chest freezer. I do. I, do. I really can't say no. Straight from the hands to the ice freezer. I love that. Yeah. And, and that's how it works. Some people are just like, they've had one ice bath and they're like, I'm getting a freezer tomorrow, you know. I did exactly. <laughs> yes, like, this that. is sick. Uh, yeah. But I love I what you said about morning. that. It was awesome. Is um because with my hands, like I I really freaked out. And that was when I had to have instructors around me. They're like, it's okay, because it Wim was like two people away from me and he's got his hand in there, and I'm like oh, Wim's going to think I'm a wuss. Like all this weird shit you think about. Everyone's looking at me. I, it took me three goes of putting my hand in and finally surrendering my hand. It was this, it's probably not a great thing for the listeners to hear. But I was like, I don't care if my hand falls off and they go take me to hospital. I'm here for this shit. And then at some point I started laughing maniacally because I realized like it had been two minutes and my hand was still in there. But the main reason for that is because I was just like, I let go of the hand and I started like, oh, my posture is not right. And I was focusing on my squat. Yeah. And then- being able to feel the pain in the hands, but actually just diffuse that out through the body. So don't stay with the thing that's irritating. And this is a life lesson, right? Like whatever you focus on becomes the thing that opens up to be the biggest problem. It's like, okay, my hands hurting or uncomfortable right now, but can I focus on the rest of my body that needs attention and, and just breathe through it. And then eventually the hand just is okay. Um, and I, I'm struggling to like labor an analogy, but there's so many things like that in life where it's like, sometimes we make, things bigger than they are because we just focused on the issue that was bad, like you were saying, and starting to go through this process of like being unattached to the process, to the thing and being a little bit addictive and curious. And an ice bath is a really like low stakes way of doing that in terms of like, you just get some ice in a bowl and you're just experimenting with yourself. And as long as you don't decide to beat yourself up, like I had this thing with surfing for the first month, I was like, I'm not popping up properly. I can't do it. The waves suck. I should be over there, blah, blah. And then I noticed my friends doing, I was like, that's really ugly when people do that. And I was like, you know what? Surfing is going to be a place where I never uh, judge what I'm doing. I never assess. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden now I love surfing and I'm like making adjustments because I feel them in my body and I never go, I had a bad surf, I had a great surf. And so I think a lot of that I've learned through the ice as well, as you were saying. And so now I can apply that. I'm not quite applying it to my business yet because I'm too attached to the money and all those kind of things. Like that's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work it up through levels, but surfing is the first thing I've ever done where I've applied that principle of like, Oh, you know, I'm in an ice bath now. Don't focus on the shitty thing. Just like, I love being out here. I'm going to keep going. And it's through doing thousands of this thing that I'll find out what it is that needs to happen. Not just in that one time that I did it. Mm. Love it. Jimmy, uh, I'm going to ask you my, my favorite question, mate. Uh, yeah. If you had a thousand trade business owners in a room, what is one piece of advice you would love to leave them with? Oh, God. Advice. A thousand trade owners. Um, so if I took it from being trade people to just being people, because who knows what trade people need, but I'm guessing they're very busy. They got a lot on. I'd say find the thing that that, those little moments, the thing, the practice that gets you out of the busy that's for you and make that really important. And that's so easy to say because it can take years to figure out what it is. Like I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. It's like, sometimes it takes a lot of mucking around with different stuff, but like, if it's the ice bars, if it's the breath, if it's just putting on some music and dancing while you're making the, the dinner, if it's like 15 minutes of meditating, if it's journaling, like, just do make sure you do that fucking thing because 
when life gets hard, if you drop all those things, life's just going to get harder. Like Mm -hmm. you need to create space to have those things that actually uh, nourish you is like a little bit of a soft word for it. Even it's just like that flush you out and bring in power. Like Mm -hmm. we need that to get out of the thing or whatever's going on and get into a space of just like into a void where there's nothing for a bit just to reset the whole computer and be like, okay, I'm, I'm alive. I'm still good. Let's go again. Um, Mm. I think that's so important. I found that the the number one thing in my life at the moment is finding those things. Love that. Thanks, Jimmy. Now for our listeners who are going, okay, let's do this. Let's stick Ah. my feet or my head (laughs) or whatever into some cold water or go and breathe like a maniac and get all trippy. Uh, <laughs> if they happen to want to check you out, mate, what's the best place for them to, to find you? Uh, so probably the old Instagram. Yep. Um, and yeah, so my Instagram is at Jimmy, J-I-M-M-Y dot Tranta, T-R-A-N-T-R. That's my last name. And I go by Breathe Deep because it's like, I'm starting to build a business too and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that's my thing. But um, yeah, and I do Wim Hof workshops in Sydney so unfortunately if you're a bit further afield like there's people around maybe I can if you contact me I can link you up with them and I also do retreats and you know I'm available to do things with people if they want to bring me out to do this work with them and their groups I I love doing that um so yeah I think Instagram is probably the easiest one that's someone there the most unfortunately but yeah (laughs) at jimmy.tranta that's the one done well, mate, thanks heaps for your time this morning. Uh, you, you've, I think you said you had a surf this morning, so you, you're obviously pretty ice bath. chilled. Ice yeah, bath. I did the ice morning. bath on the right. breath, yeah. Yep, yep, cool. Yeah. Um, appreciate your time, mate. Good to see you again. I uh, love listening to you talk about this stuff. Uh, you did an amazing workshop with our tradiepreneur fellas um, in Sydney earlier in the year, in the middle of winter. And uh, the spin-off from that has actually been amazing, mate. So, you know, testament to you leading a bunch of blokes uh, and getting them to to breathe and do all that stuff. So Jimmy's the real deal, folks. Go check him out and um, give it a crack. Uh, Let us know if you do. We'd love to hear from you listeners. Uh, If you have a good experience or a different experience to that, uh, give us your feedback. Otherwise, uh, Jimmy, thanks again, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Nick. It was awesome. You guys are very gracious hosts and it's been great to chat. Like, and if any of these guys have any feedback or any of their journey, like I love to hear that. Like I would, I feel like I hogged a lot of the airway, but I would really love at some point to hear about their journeys and what they're doing. So um, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Jimmy. Pleasure. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.